What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Ask a SP podcast. It's a companion podcast to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. Uh, my Again, my name is Ryan Williams. I'm your host, and I have a special guest uh, for this episode. So I have uh, Mr. Darren King Jr. He is a founder and consultant at the Priority Defense LLC. So self-employed uh, gentleman right here uh, who reached out to me to be on the podcast. So how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. That's great. So we have a few things in common, right? So obviously... Uh, you have a uh, Air Force background, uh, but um, most importantly, um, you are a person who uh, is kind of, uh, you know, leading the way. You're uh, you're in charge of your own destiny. Um, you are doing big things, so you're definitely someone we want to have on the show. I'm glad that you reached out to us, and I kind of just want to hit uh, some of the uh, more broad topics first. So we go with your. Uh, uh, where you're from, your background, and then we'll kind of go into what you currently do. Yeah, so if you can't hear it yet, you will hear it soon enough. I'm from Arkansas, so the accent at times does come out, so please forgive me for that. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, born and raised, um, and I spent so much time there uh, getting my first introduction to tech in any way, shape, or form, uh, and I expressed this to uh, a colleague today, uh, my first introduction to tech was actually me uh, being the person to burn CDs in the house. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure people have experienced that in their life or uh, some other introduction. Someone else said they were the person to fix the time on the VCR. So we all have our own, and that was my introduction to tech uh, for the family. And I really did uh, not expect uh, to come into the profession of cybersecurity at all. So it was a great, what, what can I say? It was a shock to actually begin this process that I'm still pursuing today and enjoying and loving. No, that's, that's awesome. And what's crazy is uh, I actually mentioned burning the CDs in front of my kids one time and they took it literal. They're like, what is that? What is a, what is a CD? I'm like, you guys are old enough to know what a CD is. And like, like lo and behold, like CDs were going out of style as they became conscious, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, that is crazy. But yeah, burning CDs. No, that's awesome. Uh, so with that being said, so okay. So you had a, a tech mindset. Uh, you were kind of uh, at the forefront of, of the household. Um, what was that pivot? Like, was it joining the military? Like, what what really stuck the landing for you? Yeah, so the, the shift into cybersecurity or tech at all from, you know, when I was younger burning CDs for a family, uh, the shift actually came from joining the military. Um, so as I applied to join the Air Force, I chose the Air Force because my dad worked right down the road from Little Rock Air Force Base. Okay. He's a car salesman, spoke to all of the military guys there, but Little Rock Air Force Base is known for C-130s, uh, aircraft. So I wanted to go into doing things with aircraft. I wanted to be like a load master. And, and when I put my, put my dream sheet together, 
the number four job of the approximately seven, I believe they allow you to have. Number four was anything related to cybersecurity. Everything before that was flying. So I didn't even consider cybersecurity as the thing I wanted to go into. And the military pretty much decided that was going to be my career path. That's awesome. I, I, I like to say that uh, sometimes they get it right, right? Like oftentimes they get it right. Uh, when it comes to a person's aptitude and just timing in place. Um, like I was signed up to be a, uh, I said, oh man, what was the career field back then? So uh, for those who are not military, right? So the Air Force calls them AFSE, so Air Force Specialty uh, Code, uh, or I guess it'd be MOS in a different branch. Uh, it was originally telephones. Yeah, it's supposed to be a telephone troop. Uh, Fear Heights. So they made me climb a tower in basic. <laughs> and I got up, I think it was like a 30 foot tower. And I was definitely afraid to, uh, you had to trust your gear. So you had to lean back in the harness. Oh man, I couldn't let go. I had to keep one hand on the uh, the ladder. The TI is like pointing at me and yelling. <laughs> and it, it was like, it was like a cartoon. Like he looked so far away, even though it's 30 feet, he like he was a million miles away. I was like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> I cannot do it. So I still landed in a, in a tech related uh, field, but they, yeah, the Air Force knew. They, they knew my heart. They were like, this is not for you. Like climbing towers is <laughs> not your thing. Uh, so no, that, that's awesome. So um, uh, with that being said, uh, I, I know the audience, uh, time and time again, we've talked about uh, different paths to get into IT and then uh, cybersecurity and kind of how, how to break in. Uh, but for you specifically, when I saw what you're currently doing, I was like, okay, I, I've talked to Chelsea Pierre in the past and she started uh, her own company, uh, Blurds. Um, uh, where they're uh, they're doing big things when it comes to uh, providing training and things of that nature to get people uh, in the cyber. I've talked to uh, Aisha Holland. She uh, digital forensics. Uh, she also a founder of her own company uh, and dealing with uh, both forensics and then uh, security. She's V Sizzle, all that good stuff. Uh, but I've never had anybody on the show who was uh, targeting the part of the fence. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like this is a good. Uh, this is a good path that a lot of people are not looking at uh, when it comes right. to either pivoting from being in the the, the military and to get into defense or uh, uh, starting their own company defense, being uh, a minority in that space because there's not a lot of us uh, who are currently doing it, right? And I was like, okay, this is a good jump off. How did you, I guess I, I would say, how did you first decide that this is something you want to do? And then we'll kind of go into the building blocks of getting there, right? Because it's not just, oh, I want to start my own company and then you just do it, right? That's, that's not entrepreneurship. <laughs> so we, I want to dispel those those misconceptions and then kind of what was your path uh, into yeah, getting so, into it? So my path, uh, really, I was actually considering getting out of working in tech or cybersecurity at all. Um, that would have been around two to three years in. Uh, I didn't actually see this as the profession I wanted to stay in. Uh, and one thing that helped, I got a kick from my wife who was, who told me that, Hey, you need to really dig in and take the time to learn what's going on in this profession, because I think you'll do very well in it. So I continued down the path. Uh, and that's when I was in my first location, I was stationed in Maryland and my network was, and I was doing network defense. So that was my very first job that I was doing was network defense. And from there, uh, I actually began to really enjoy things a lot more when it came to incident response, 
uh, and I got a little bit of a taste of what it was like to get into the risk management framework. Uh, and then I did a little bit of communication security, crypto related things. Uh, and as I continued to dig more and more into the profession, uh, I went into being uh, ISSO, Information System Security Officer, dealing with RMF packages, uh, NIST Special Publication 800-53, and I really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it way too much. I began to let it envelop me a lot. Uh, and the thing that, and that's really the thing that brought me into doing things like what Priority Defense is focusing on, which is supporting companies in uh, their implementation of CMMC, which the DOD cybersecurity maturity model, uh, which is trying to protect the DOD's data as it's processed, stored, and transmitted uh, from and within uh, and into um, defense industrial-based contractors' environments. Uh, and I loved all of those things. And RMF, the NIST Special Publication 800-37 and 53, uh, those are areas that we also focus on and that I've really enjoyed. Uh, and I felt that it was not just a passion, but based on feedback from my peers, uh, superiors, and subordinates, this was an area that I was actually very good in and that I should continue to pursue uh, being involved in this. So as I was considering what were my options with getting out of the military and things of that nature, um, it was brought to me that I have all the makings from, and this is from a small business owner. I had all the makings and the skills to be a great, um, to be a great technician, but they also saw within me that I have the ability to manage in a way that it would be great if I put those skills to also considering being uh, a founder of my own company. So I didn't even have the bug in my ear at first and someone else put that bug in my ear about, I think you have all of the makings, the skills and the knowledge and the drive to be able to pursue a profession like this. So I kicked the can down the road for a while. And finally I decided uh, with the support of my wife and family that uh, starting priority defense would be a good move. And we did a little bit of research before that uh, spoke with a few people and pretty much gave them the idea of us supporting them. Uh, and someone actually said, hey, I think you have everything that I need to support my company right now with the services that you're considering um, to provide uh, to your client base. And I was in utter shock. So my company didn't even start uh, until we actually had our very first client. And that's what actually continued on from there. And we are where we are today. That's awesome. Especially someone already having that trust in you before you even really got the ball uh, rolling. Yeah. So that, that, that's amazing. Um, so uh, it, it comes down to, um, you know, being skilled, having those soft skills, uh, being uh, more than technically proficient, right? Like excellent at what you do. Uh, no pun intended, right? Air Force. <laughs> but um uh what so i'd like to ask like uh ask it for a friend right uh, what 
allowed you to make that that step that leap because i know a lot of people um uh the the thought of being on your own uh is kind of fearful right like uh there's a lot of security when someone else is taking the risk when someone else uh is is providing the insurances and the uh the the payroll and all the other good stuff uh what allowed you to make the uh that that leap on your own to say okay i can do this uh building up a nest egg first of all that's actually something that we my my wife and i focused on a lot was ensuring that we had the security before we began to go down this path because we live in the dc metro area right and it is not uh it's not not, (laughs) what you say this is not cheap (laughs) no it's not cheap that's that's really the way i wanted to put it it's not cheap living in this area. So you have to have the, the nest egg to support yourself. Uh, and I think that's just the best way to go about doing things to minimize the risk of other aspects of your life to be impacted. And from there, we actually took the time to really invest in marketing uh, services and doing a lot of calling to ensure that we would gain more clients uh, to take on our services. Got you. And is it is it uh, still a one uh, person operation, or have you um, do you have employees, or I guess have you employed family? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's primarily a one person operation for client interface, but on the back end of that, uh, we have support for doing things with web development and stuff, okay. and we also have support with marketing as well. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so with you having, um, uh, the, I guess when we transition out of the military, there's a lot of, um, uh, foundation there. Like they try to help you out as best you can, cause they don't want us to, to, uh, leave the military and not only not be able to, you know, take care of our, our basic necessities, but it's also just not good from a, a campaign standpoint, right? You don't want a bunch of veterans who can't find employment and things of that nature. So they, they have programs for us. Were you able to utilize any of those uh, in, your, in your, um, your founding of your company? No, I actually didn't participate in any of those programs as much. While I was active duty, I took advantage of the, cert- of the things that were available, though. The training that I received was fantastic, right? So I took every opportunity and... I mean, if you if you look at my LinkedIn, for example, you'll see that I have uh, CISSP, CISM, CAS Plus, Security Plus, um, I believe CEH. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah, I, have, I got the I have list up right now. What you say? <laughs> so I got the list up right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm a CMMC registered practitioner. Uh, I also dabble in a little bit of cloud things. So I, I am always preparing myself and pushing myself to continue my education and to continue to learn more things so that I can become uh, not just a better business owner or technician or or thought leader is the desire really and how I want to perform. Uh, But also, I I just want to make sure that I can take on as much knowledge as I can and I pass it on to others. That's awesome. Um, and, and I'm sure as you expand, right, you'll, you'll have the opportunity to bring in more people um, who um, yes. who can definitely take advantage of, of that. Um, I was watching a really good interview last night uh, um, 
which is weird because it has nothing to do with cyber, right? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Heart to Heart with Kevin Hart. Uh, it's a oh, play no, on, his, on his name. So yeah, H-A-R-T to Heart, uh, where he does uh, interviews with famous people. And um, I, it was the first time I ever watched it. Um, I'm always interested in how to get better at interviewing. So I was like, it has nothing to do with cyber, but he, he's a really good interviewer. Uh, and in it, he was talking to uh, Jay-Z was the one I picked, I guess, the second season. So I picked like right in the middle of the, the season. Um, but I always like seeing those type of uh, interactions because it was a lot of this is what, you know, Jay-Z or Hope learned at 36 and then he's able to pass on to somebody who's 26 and so on and so forth. Right. Like, here's the things I've learned and the things uh, that have been challenging to me. And here are some ways to um, mitigate those things earlier on in your age. Right. So like from him, he spawned Kanye, for better or worse. We won't talk about that. Uh, but then Rihanna and a few other, you know, billionaires have have come out of his camp, uh, just based upon the knowledge he was able to pass down. So it's always good to see like you're a trailblazer, right? Like you're leading the way, uh, and you're able to then take those things and then pass them down. But before I ask my next question, I, you actually st- uh, you you um, you walked over the CMMC registered practitioner. So I have not seen many of those out in, out in the uh, the wild. Uh, uh, any any time recently, actually, I've I've heard of it, and you know, you're the first person I see, saw that actually has it. Uh, what are the steps in order to to gain that um, certification? Yeah, being a CMC registered practitioner, they they actually have. It. So I'll go over all of the, the the ecosystem roles that you can have. Right there, there are uh, four roles or so that you can have uh, in in CMMC. Really, really about two or three. Uh, you have a CMMC registered practitioner, which is the individual that will actually be able to support you in configuring and and securing your environment so that it will make it would be able to comply with the CMMC requirements. Uh, and you have two different levels of that. One of them is the lower level that can focus on CMMC level one mostly, which is implementing FAR clause 52204-21, I believe. Uh, and then you have uh, the advanced level, those individuals that will be able to support you with implementing CMMC level two. Uh, and th- those are the ones that really are like, if, if I had to put a, a job title to it, I'd say it's closer to being called a systems engineer, security engineer, maybe. Um, but you, you have several other aspects that can go in there. It can be a cloud architect even that would be able to help you with that. And then you have your CMMC assessors, really. You have the, the CCA certification and the CCP, CMMC Certified Professional uh, certification that you can get. So those, in, and those are the ones that really do the assessing of your environment, and they'll focus on CMMC level one and level two uh, to support you in that. And then you have the, the roles of your organizations, the RPO, which is the Registered Practitioner Organization, they employ the registered practitioners. And then you have your C3 PAOs, the CMMC third party assessor organization. And they'll, they'll ha- they have a similar function to your FedRAMP 3 PAOs who do the assessment of your environment uh, and attest to the DOD that you have met the requirements uh, for CMMC. No, that's great. Like, I, this is a clinic. I'm learning stuff right now. <laughs> that's what I yeah, really like I about that you doing actually this. accomplished your uh, you you completed the 
CMMC training by GRC Academy, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I did that not too long ago. So yeah. uh, like a lot of what you just grazed over, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I know that. I know that. Okay. Like, but uh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> the foundation. Uh, but no, like that, that's why I love doing this, right? Because uh, I, I think um, I, I feel like I'm part of the audience uh, for the most part, right? I have questions that I know they're going to ask. And I'm just like, I, I want that for me too. <laughs> like, I want to know how this works, how how, the, how this process goes about. So that, that's awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Like, um, I, I definitely can see myself taking a soundbite of that just to put that out, right? Because um, I don't think a lot of people are tracking. So uh, no, that's, that's great stuff. So, okay, uh, you are obviously master your craft. Now you are... Uh, uh, going your entrepreneurial route, right? Uh, where do you see things in the next three to five years? What what is what is the path that you're trying to uh, to lay down? Yeah, three to five years. I'd say beyond our support to the defense industrial base and helping them uh, secure their better secure their environments, uh, mature their cybersecurity programs with imp the implementation of CMMC. I think we'll also start focusing on actually getting into supporting the DOD as well, uh, directly, uh, rather than the indirect support through DIV, I think we'll go into actually supporting through contracting and subcontracting in the Department of Defense. That's awesome. Uh, so if somebody was, uh, let's say there's parallels, right? Let's say someone um, is has similar uh, uh, footsteps as you and they're trying to kind of fill their way around the uh, the market, where would they start? Like, how do they... How do they find their their first set of clients or even just a client? Um, is it personal connections? Like, how did you, you go about your personal network? Like, what what would be the uh, the next step for that person? Yeah, I would say that they actually need to be prepared for the rigor uh, and just the gauntlet you're probably going to go through with becoming a founder. Uh, I see little LinkedIn memes about the life of a founder. Uh, it's not easy most of the time. Right. In a lot of cases, you're the sole person that's going to be able to, to do most of your client support. And then over time, you'll grow into that business that you see today. Even if you look at companies like Amazon or, or any of the other big names, right? It started off small and then it grew from there. Elon Musk didn't get to where he was because he started uh, Tesla. Right. He started off pay with PayPal with him and right. a few other guys doing some coding. So those are the things that people don't think about and see. They just see the final result. And I think that if they want to start in the process of being a founder, they have to actually focus on their own personal resilience and their own ability to persevere through the tough moments. No, that's that's great, and that's, that's very realistic. So when it comes down to uh, hours, I think a lot of people uh, also see the glamorous lifestyle, right? What does the the beginning of founding something look like? How many hours a week does that uh, entail? Oh, it's hours. It is hours <laughs> and hours um, because you're you're everybody, right? You're your own accountant more than likely, unless you hire an accounting service. Uh, or you can get yourself a CPA. I say that that's something you need to learn about and know about is, is financial. How do you manage the finances? And that takes a while for some people to learn. How do you deal with marketing? Uh, how do you deal with building your website out? How do you deal with SEO for your website for, as well? Search, search engine optimization. 
that's something people don't don't know about mostly. You create a website and you think, oh, my, my website's created. It's not that easy. It's not your Word document or your PowerPoint that you save as a .html file. <laughs> right. So right. It, it's way, what'd you say? No, I said, right, I'm agreeing with you. Like SEO is a beast. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a lot that goes on with it. And it can be hours upon hours of time that you spend there, but it's all about how you manage your time. So if you have the ability to map out your day, I think you can get away with, you can get away with an eight hour day. It, it, it all depends on how fast you're trying to scale, what the demand is on your, on, from your client base and what profession you're actually pursuing. If you're pursuing managed services, right? But you have a very needy client, it could take up a lot of time and it just depends on the service you're providing to your clients. No, outstanding. That's a, a very good uh, explanation. Uh, and it's not to discourage people. Like, I, like don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm speaking to the audience. I like when I ask these questions. Uh, I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from starting their own business. Like, if anything, I want more people to do it. It's it's just uh, uh, realism. Like, I, I see a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of podcasts where people talk about uh, after they've become successful. Like, they, maybe they have, uh, you know, uh, shrunk in their schedule or they've mitigated the risk and what have you. But uh, like when you talk to a founder who's just really, uh, really in it, like in that war, so to speak, of getting, the, you know, the thing started uh, and uh, really defining their own um, business, there's a bunch of old crap moments where you're just like, I didn't think of that, or I didn't know that it was a thing, or, oh man, like uh, uh, the, the world has changed in a way and now I have to pivot, right? Uh, I don't think a lot of people see that. Like Elon's starting to see that with Twitter because I already have a Threads account, right? Like <laughs> things change, <laughs> the world changes, and then you, as a business owner, have to be able to adapt. Uh, and I, I don't think you have a problem with that. Like I think you're going to do uh, exceptionally well. But for the person out there who's just now thinking about it, like I like like you have to think two, three steps ahead, right? You have to kind of figure out what that that next move looks like. So I, I think that's awesome, and I'm glad that you you're, you're able to share that here. Uh, especially because you're already talking about Elon and all that stuff. So like when you blow up like uh, you're, you're with that trillion dollar company, I want you to remember the small people. <laughs> <laughs> you will be big time by that point. You will be competing with uh, you'll be competing with Joe Rogan then for. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, from <laughs> your lips to God's ears. <laughs> that man's making a hundred million dollars. <laughs> of his podcast but no that that's great um and, and again thank you for sharing that like that's yeah. awesome so now you, you've done a, a excellent job answering my questions uh and kind of like really uh uh building out that foundation for the for the audience right because i know there's a lot of people out there who want to uh you know kind of pursue um potentially like maybe not join the military but you know pursue the education pursue the training uh in the, in the certifications um and we always go through the same argument which one's better education training experience it's all the above right like you're a master of your craft and that's why you're able to now pivot and and uh do your own thing uh but with that being said uh what have i not asked you like what is something that you would you wish you had known before you started your journey or something that uh, you'd like to pass on to the audience who may want to also start their own journey uh uh and go down this path yeah you know i knew how much time it would take 
but I wish I knew how much time it would take. <laughs> <laughs> right, break, that, break that down for us. Yeah, so I, I knew that it would be very demanding on my schedule to go after uh, building the client base, uh, building out the, the service portfolio and the processes for all of that, uh, dealing with accounting, uh, billing, and all of those things, right? And everything else that goes along with running a business. I, I wish I knew truly, and I can do a full assessment of how much time that would actually take for you to do it. Um, but I think that I have learned from trying to do all of these things that the best thing that I can do for my business, for myself, for my family, right? And making sure that family is on board is definitely key to your ability to succeed in this if you have a family that you're caring for. Uh, I think one of the benefits of it all is that you have to, I have to do time management better. I thought I had time management down and I did not at all. Um, so now I have my days mapped out to the minute, to the 30 minute or 15 minute mark. That, that's how much, that's how granular I've made my schedule in order for me to be successful in accomplishing all the things that I wanted to accomplish and need to for my business to succeed. And I, I think that if I knew that earlier on, I would have been in a better place with some of the objectives that I set out to accomplish. No, that's that's a, a great explanation. It's a, a great question to ask yourself, right? Like yeah. that you put out there. Um, with that being said, so then when it comes to that that work life balance, like obviously being a founder and a creator of a company, that that balance is not the uh, the the best uh, off the, off the rip. Um, but what do you do now, like uh, to kind of unwind in the settle, right? I always like to ask the question, like, what what do you do outside of the uh, the profession? I know that's kind of hard when it's. Uh, I'm talking to somebody who who like literally you're living and breathing your your work, right? Um, mm -hmm. So you don't have to stretch too far. But like, what is a what is a typical uh, break look like for you? Yeah, I spend time with my daughter and my wife a lot. So if I have the ability, my wife is the outgoing personality of us both. I think that helps me a little bit with running a business that I'm fine with sitting in the house all day. <laughs> but gotcha. my, my wife, yeah, she's the outgoing one of, of the bunch here. So uh, she, we, we've already set a schedule together. I don't have just my own schedule. We have a combined schedule. So outside of this, I try to, have her help me with planning outings. So on the weekends, we plan some time out and we have it carved out where it's family time. And this is the time where we go out and do an activity together. Uh, we also have time throughout the week and we've made it a thing that we will sit down and have dinner together every night. And those things help us out. And, and I take over, like my wife primarily cares for our daughter, but I have my time where it's on our schedule where I will take my daughter and it'll just be her and I, my wife gets a break and I get the quality time with my daughter. Uh, and I will do all of those things with her. It's, it's story time. It's bath time and all of those things. It's the mundane, but it's the things that make you stay grounded 
and remind yourself, why are you pursuing this in the first place, right? A lot of people aren't just getting, money is a great thing whenever you're talking about running a business, right? But what are you getting the money to do? Right. What, what are you getting it for? And if family is that driver behind the pursuit that you have, we can't forget about family. So we, I, I always try to make it a thing that I continue to pursue not just business interests, but I pursue uh, the reason why I got into the business as well, and, and that's family. So I try to spend a lot of time with them and also going out with friends. Um, so I love a great brewery. If you have one around and I haven't been there, I'll try it out with no problem at all. Uh, and, and movies. Movies are like my thing. If I could go to the movie theater, sit down with a with a bag of popcorn and Skittles, it's a great time for me. Don't judge me for the Skittles. I know people, you're probably, are you an Eminem person? Some people like chocolate. With their I, I'm, I'm either or, to be honest with you. I, okay. I can't get down with either one. But so, okay, so I like to unpack that. Uh, so no, that, that's great explanation. Uh, so when it comes to the family time, that's, that's excellent. And having the joint uh, schedule or calendar, uh, mm-hmm. like that, that's actually thought provoking. Like that that definitely uh, makes sure that you're you're keyed in, right? Because uh, it, it's it's similar. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a, it's a man thing or whatever, but I'm not good at planning the outings either. Like it's just <laughs> it's just not my thing. Like I I will I will offer the suggestion, but I have no follow through. I have no follow up for it. Like hey, let's go out to dinner. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, I don't know. Like whatever you want. <laughs> I'm not picky, right? But no, that's so that that's that's uh, that's outstanding. That's that's a good way of uh, of putting it together. Um, with both of you sharing the calendar, that's that's excellent. Like again, I'm, I'm getting these key things right to uh, to one day be an entrepreneur. Right, that yeah. I like that. That yeah. makes sense. It, it's uh, it's not easy. So if anything you can do to make your life easier and better, and also those around you, it it, it helps out quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when you you said breweries, so I had to ask you. So uh, IPA stouts, like what's your thing? Uh, what did you say there? Uh, IPAs, stouts, like IPAs, stouts. Oh yeah. So I'm simple. I'll go with a simple pilsner or an ale. Okay. So if if you have that on tap, it's like okay, yeah, whatever pilsner you have. I don't even. You can tell me a name. You can tell me anything. Give me a pilsner or an ale. Surprise me. Gotcha. That's so when I go up. Okay. I was gonna say pilsner. I like I, I was in Germany for a while, so that's where I I picked up that one. Uh, yeah. But here in Florida, we have uh, lots of breweries and what have you. But they're really big in IPAs. And I don't, I don't mind it. Like, um, but it's it's hard to get other people interested, right? Like, like IPA is something you really have to like. You have to like. <laughs> you really do. Like, I'm not yeah. interested in those at all. So, <laughs> like, like I try to explain to people, I'm like, have you thought about drinking a battery? Similar, <laughs> but not, but more healthy somehow um but no so that, that's that's great and then uh movies so what movie have you seen recently that you're like oh man i'd like to recommend that to somebody uh, i forgot the name of it it's with um the guy from creed three jordan or jonathan majors jonathan Majors. Uh, devotion oh, okay devotion. yeah yeah, yeah, that was the last one I was able to see, and I think that movie was amazing. Like I've even watched it again since then. That oh, movie wow. is outstanding. Okay. I love so that. I haven't seen it yet, so I haven't. I haven't seen Creed. I haven't seen Devotion. 
Uh, they're both on my list. Uh, I think the last thing I saw with him in it was Ant-Man the Wasp 3. And it was just like, nah. Oh, <laughs> he was great, yeah, he was great no. in it. With that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, what was it? Black Panther, the second, the last one that came out. Or no, no. What was the name of the blue people? Avatar. The new oh, Avatar. Okay. When it came out, I was like, oh, I have to go. It's been years. Biggest flop ever. Really? So that's on my list too. Is that it wasn't good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just killing your list. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so I, I haven't I, I don't know anybody who's seen it. So I already it was not high on the list, but it was like at some point I have to watch it, right? Because I remember watching the first Avatar in 3D and it was like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I attribute anything that has to do with a bunch of water is typically not great, right? Like <laughs> like uh, water world, that wasn't great. Jaws? You know I mean? Oh yeah, you got me on that one. but most things on the water (laughs) are not that great um i can't really think of a good water movie to be honest with you um so i guess i have to add average avatar 2 to the list titanic i mean the second half was good (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's memorable enough it's a classic that you have to know but after that after you know about it it's like i don't think i ever have to visit that again no i and i i haven't (laughs) <laughs> to be honest with you i know it's on netflix now like it came back with horrible timing with the whole submarine incident and then uh, oh then yeah. titanic dropped like the same week and then netflix had to come on like we didn't do that on purpose that was not yeah that, that was already in motion yeah uh it's crazy crazy times uh recently but i mean that it's been crazy times since before the pandemic you know that's that's it's been been a wild uh, few years so that's good that you have things that can help you unwind and things of that nature um so outside so we talked about uh spending time with family which is uh, always good quality time uh you you uh you, you said that you uh you you visit breweries uh we have one down here called uh, i think it's just called florida florida or is it florida brewing company or north florida mm-hmm. brewing company i can't remember but uh, it's a it's like a chain. So if you're coming down to Florida, they're not they're not bad. World of Beer is down here too. I, I believe that's a chain that's that's kind of oh, yeah. out there. Um, we're talking about movies. Um, any uh, parting wor- words that you would have, uh, whether it be um, something to do with the uh, the craft and and cybersecurity, or just something that you like to pass along to the uh, to the audience. Uh, we're just like, hey, this is just something I want to definitely put out there that energy into the into the world, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'd say this, right? So cybersecurity is changing every single day. There's something new every single day, whether that's a new exploit that's created um, or that's a new uh, role that's being pursued more than others. It's a new piece of technology that's being uh, put out there. So with that in mind, that means we always have to continue learning. We always have to continue putting ourselves out there um, to take the opportunity to learn something new at the risk of our own failure. So if you want to learn about cloud, then put yourself out there and try to learn about it at your own dime sometimes even um, with the expectation that even if it doesn't come out the way that you intend for it to come out, uh, that you've learned something new from that, that you improved upon that. Uh, there's so many articles and blogs and guides out there that 
you can get through most things with a lot of online support. There's a Reddit community for almost everything even. So if people take the time to actually research these things and continue to be curious, I think that they'll be able to be successful uh, in a cybersecurity career path. I, I took CISSP uh, twice. And that, that certification exam is known to be very challenging for a lot of people. Most people don't pass it on their first time. It has one of the highest fail rates of most certification exams. And I think that if you take the time to really study that material, if you want to become more well-versed, this isn't making you a, a subject matter expert in any certain aspect of cybersecurity. But if you want to become well-versed and you know a little bit about most things in the cybersecurity domain, then I think that material will help you out. And to pursue certifications in that same vein with speaking about CISSP, not everyone's going to pass in their first time. They cost a bit of money to actually get yourself to sit for the exam, pay for a boot camp or study material that you'll have to use to prepare for that, and the time and energy to actually study. Some people take months to study for certification exams, but those are the things that help you and prop you up as you are pursuing job opportunities in the future. Anyone can get into cybersecurity, anyone at all. Uh, there have been many things that I've seen where people didn't have a great education, educational background. They probably had no degree at all, but they took the time to pursue something that was going to be challenging, that not many people around them had pursued before. They probably didn't look like them in their community, but they took the chance and they tried something that is great, that is challenging, and they were successful in achieving that goal. And I think it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of, of mental fortitude for a person to pursue something that they don't know just yet. But that's a part of the profession. And I think that if individuals do that, they'll be successful in what they need to do. And to not, and the last thing I have to say is, Please don't forget about governance, risk, and compliance. Everyone wants to talk about uh, all of the latest cool tools and penetration testing and security analysts, but there's a regulatory environment that we live in and that businesses have to actually comply with. And CMMC is a perfect example of that. Um, CMMC is uh, some people don't like it phrased this way, but it's it's really the thing that's checking the homework of the student. So the requirements implement NIST Special Publication 800-171, which is protecting controlled unclassified information in non-federal systems. The requirement to implement that framework has been living out for years now. And the DOD didn't do a good check on the defense industrial base to ensure that they've actually implemented that. Now CMMC has come along to ensure that those things have been implemented uh, successfully. Uh, that's just the perfect example of a regulatory requirement that has been levied upon a company that now, if they haven't already, 
uh, is scrambling to successfully implement that requirement. Uh, they need professionals to support them in that. And you have other ones with, uh, I'll throw out acronyms, GLBA, the Graham Lynch, uh, Build the Act, uh, SOX, um, RMF, the Risk Management Framework, which is really levied upon government entities. But you have all of these things out there that um, is levied upon a, a company. And those companies do need the support and more people are needed in this profession uh, today. So continue to pursue and understand what options are out there. There isn't one track in security. There are multiple. Uh, you have an ability to be effective in any of those tracks. You just have to find your place. That's very well said. So uh, and I, I definitely, I double down on everything you said, dealing with uh, uh, trying something and, and being uh, unafraid to fail because uh, yeah. you will definitely fail forward a lot uh, when it comes to uh, uh, cybersecurity. And I, I also took the test twice, right? Uh, a lot of people don't like to talk about, like it is a very, very difficult test uh, and most people will not pass the first time. Uh, and that's that's by design. Like if everybody was passing it, then it wouldn't be worth anything. Um, so de definitely um, definitely thank you for, for bringing that uh, to the forefront as well, because a, a lot of people do not feel comfortable sharing that. Um, and then uh, it also shows your success, right? Like you had that mentality uh, of failing forward um, or not being afraid to fail forward, I should say. Uh, and then it took off from there. Uh, and then also thank you for plugging GRC. Uh, not enough people like to plug it. I, I like to say it's the most boring, fun thing I do. Um, <laughs> it's very boring, uh, but it's, 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 uh, it's necessary. It's, it's necessary, and it's it's something that you can master. Um, not to say that it's easy, but it, it's um, it, it's like you said. It's it's checking up on people to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. Whether it be uh, you come from a QA background, an IG background, or uh, any of the sort, like um, uh, it's it's. I, I like regulation. It's fun to me, but I mean, it will put you to sleep. <laughs> it can. Sometimes it can be exciting, right? Sometimes you can yeah. help someone implement a requirement and save them some money on the thought that they had initially, right? It could be a complex thing that you simplify for them. And it's very rewarding. Definitely, definitely. And, and you get, like you said, you get to actually see your your work, right? Like, okay, I helped this company to, to pass these um, uh, things that were levied on them by their regulatory body, whether it be uh, you brought up GLBA, um, our RMF, uh, CMMC, uh, FedRAMP, all that good stuff, right? Uh, so it's not just the uh, the government space, but healthcare. It's uh, it's pretty much any industry you can think of. The payment card industry, like they all have their own frameworks. So uh, it's good to know a little bit about uh, each, but it's really good to be able to drill down uh, into a sector and like be be that that real master of said domain. Um, so I don't think a lot of people are currently thinking about it because they, they want all of the, the sexy pen testing stuff and right. things of that nature, or they, you know, they want to learn code, which I, I, I agree with all the above. You should, you know, uh, know as much as you can. Uh, but look this way, look at GRC. GRC is, is uh, uh, it's not going anywhere. It's like being a doctor or a nurse. There are always going to be sick people. So you're always going to need somebody in GRC because there's always going to be a regulatory body uh, that needs to govern someone in the way they do business. So yeah, it's not a bad path. And I'll say the difference in the security profession, if I had to compare it or liken it to clothing, 
the GRC people are probably your suits and your pen testers are probably your t-shirts. <laughs> There's a difference in how the community is at large. Very true. But uh, thank you again for your time. Like I, I think um, you, you've answered not only a lot of the questions that the audience would have, but you answered my questions. So like, I, I definitely, um, I, I love learning something new in these interviews. Uh, and I've been blessed over the past few weeks where I just keep getting uh, lots of really good volunteers, people who want to like, hey, I want to share this with the community. Uh, again, we only make up 9%, right? And we're trying to grow that um, as, as much as possible. Um, so hopefully next time we have this conversation, we're in double digits and then we keep growing from there uh, is, is always the plan, right? And now uh, you're going from in a small pool into an even smaller pool because there's not a lot of founders or entrepreneurs within the space that look like us. Uh, it's just the way it is. And hopefully uh, that'll begin to change as well as we can continue to grow. Uh, like, like I said, I add you to the list of with Chelsea Pierre and Aisha Hollins, and now uh, I have Darren King as well on the list, right? So when all of you guys blow up, make your trillion dollar companies again, don't forget about <laughs> us. <laughs> no, uh, I appreciate it. Like this, this platform you have is great. It enables us uh, to come together and to show everyone that, hey, there are many opportunities out here for career paths for people who are people of color. And I think that this will show them that this is also an option for you beyond what you may have grown up and seen other people do. This is a great option. It'll lead to great success for themselves, but also great security for their families because this is a great paying profession with great jobs. Absolutely. And that, that's definitely uh, a good way to close uh, this this segment. Uh, so definitely continue to tune in. Uh, I, I always forget to, I'm supposed to say at the beginning, the middle and the end, and I always say it at the end. Uh, definitely continue to tune in, uh, check us out Monday, Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday's discussion. Thursdays, uh, we have the uh, the interview, like you just saw, Ask Us SP. Uh, so we have one uh, dropping this upcoming Thursday. Uh, I might hold on to this one, so we'll see. We'll see how that works out. I have a couple of holidays coming up, so I like to be able to give these some room to breathe, right? So that way, um, the the spotlight's on the person a little bit longer than just that that one day. But you can always go back. Like we're over four hundred episodes, so like um, cybersecurity is timeless. So <laughs> even if it's something that came out a year ago, it's still an interesting topic you should check out. Uh, but definitely hit us up in the comments. We'll have all of uh, Darren's stuff his link, his bio, all that good things uh, for you to, to be able to reach him uh, at, after the uh, the podcast. So in case you want to do business with him or you want to learn something new or you just want to, you know, uh, build your network out, it's definitely somebody you, you want to uh, connect with. And then uh, we are slightly expanded. So you can hit me up personally. I'm at Rye Security Guy. So I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Clubhouse, and now Threads because that's a thing, right? So we add another social media uh platform to the mix until they get sued out of existence <laughs> if that were to happen uh, we'll see but uh definitely hit us up at all the things that uh go by our name uh on the interwebs stay safe stay secure Thanks.